With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Football Extra Points on RF Sports Radio. Thanks for joining me tonight. I'm your host, Scott King, creator of FootballExtraPoints.com, part of the Yard Barker Network. On tonight's show, we're going to be diving into more of the off-season programs, talking about team moves, uh, player cuts, and we're going to have a a special guest on tonight, Stephen Burkett. Uh, He's going to be talking about uh, his website, iDraft. And for those of us that are really into the draft and really enjoy the draft, I think this is going to be a chance to kind of go next level. So excited to talk to him tonight. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, uh, you can call in anytime. The number is 323-927-2906. So we're going to jump right into it tonight and start talking about some more of the off-season stuff that's going to be coming up. Uh, touched on it a little bit last week, and we'll really be hitting on on all things uh, related to the draft, free agency moves, team cuts here for the next several weeks as we uh, move past the Super Bowl, get beyond the season, and really get into the point where these teams build championships. Uh, obviously, the 16 weeks of the regular season is important, but if you lose during free agency, if you lose at the draft, you're not going anywhere. And all you have to do is look around the league and the teams that are consistently at the top and in the playoffs, uh, they're winning these off-seasons. You don't see many uh, first-round busts in in New England or Pittsburgh. These teams really win the off-season. So uh, some dates we've got coming up here to keep an eye out for. February 20th through the 26th is the big uh, scouting combine there in Indianapolis. Very excited for that to to get started. That's really a chance to dive into and see these players work out, hear how they do with the interview situation and and get a chance to see uh, see them in action. I really like what the NFL Network has done with their coverage. I think it's really great for those of us that are are deep into football, want to get as much coverage as we can. It gives us a chance to, to see some of these players and see what they're doing. Next big date after that's March 12th. That's the start of the the league year. Uh, free agency opens up. That's when we see the the big movement, uh, guys getting cut, um, and some of these big free agents getting picked up right off the bat uh, on that first day. So that'll be an exciting uh, exciting time. And then obviously everything builds for us towards the draft, April 25th in New York. So that'll be a big day. Uh, the Chiefs are on the clock officially now, so we'll wait and see what they're going to do. Uh, some some cuts have already started happening. As soon as we wrapped up the Super Bowl, teams started making some moves, and 
Now the Lions fan, I'll go ahead and jump right on theirs. Uh, they cut Kyle Vandenbosch, uh, defensive end. They brought over from Tennessee when Schwartz came to town. Uh, veteran, uh, good leader on the team. But, you know, one of the few strengths the Lions had was on their defensive front. Uh, Vandenbosch getting up there in age, uh, cap number probably wasn't the best. Um, and they went ahead and cut him. Uh, another cut they made was to uh, Peterman, guard there on the line. And just kind of a sign of things to come. Detroit's had an aging line. You've got Rayola in the middle. Um, and he he's kind of getting up there in age. And the left tackle, I just lost his name. <laughs> but uh, he's he's uh, getting along there and, and needs to be moved on. So they made the move last year and picked up Riley Reef out of uh, Iowa. So we'll see where they go. But I think this year you're going to see a lot of changes on the offensive line. Uh, kind of a big name out there. Most most people know and, and fantasy fantasy players definitely know John Cutamod Bradshaw. Um, I personally owned him in my fantasy league last year, so I'm very familiar with his injury problems. I think he's been injured the last two or three years straight with a, a foot or uh, something going on with his foot, a broken foot, a screw in his foot. So, um, you know, it's always interesting uh, when these guys kind of get up there in age and especially at the running back position. So he's going to be on the market. Don't see him getting a huge uh, response in free agency, but now that the NFL has moved to this two-three back system, there's definitely a spot for him somewhere uh, where he can add some veteran leadership. And I just saw before he came on the air, not sure when it was made official, but the Bills cut linebacker Nick Barnett. So, got some names moving around. Uh, one of the big names that we were looking to see if he was going to end up being cut was uh, Michael Vick, and he was kind of the top name on the list for players that everyone expected to get cut, and uh, he had made every indication that he was not going to be redoing his deal. And today, before we went on, on the air um, sometime that afternoon. Vic went ahead and re-signed a deal. Looks like Andrew Brandt is reporting that that's a $3.5 million signing bonus um, with a couple of roster bonuses, some playing time bonuses, a Super Bowl bonus. So um, looks like he's restructured his deal, which is a good move for him. He doesn't want to go out on the free agent market with this last season on his resume. I think he's excited with Chip Kelly coming to town, giving him an opportunity to show what he can do, kind of showcase his mobility. So I think that'll be good. Good move for him, and then the Eagles will be moving on from him next year. Uh, some other names to keep an eye out for that will be heading out, I think, here is going to be cut in the next few weeks is going to be Michael Turner. Uh, he moved to Atlanta several years ago, came in with, with some, some really explosive uh, big years, but as all running backs do, they get wear on him pretty quick, and, and he's kind of worn out. He is still a, a bruising back, like I mentioned with Bradshaw. When you get guys in these three-back three, three systems, you can get some carries out of them. So a team looking for kind of a bruiser uh, in the backfield, he'll be able to uh, help them out. Charles Woodson is another one uh, to look for to be coming uh, out on the market. He's an older Corner. I know he's still playing there. Maybe they move somebody moves him to safety a little bit. See what he can do. And then another one 
to look out for is Carson Palmer out there in Oakland. Uh, Oakland, for whatever reason, mortgaged their future to get this guy, and, and he just really hasn't done much. Uh, they've got Trail Pryor out there, and, and he showed some flash. I, I've um, rewatched the last game of the season for him uh, a few weeks ago, and I was actually impressed for a guy who um, didn't play much, um, came into the league under some questionable circumstances, but he looked good throwing the ball. So I think maybe the success of RG3 and and uh, some of these running quarterbacks is going to give Oakland a chance to take a look at him. So that's kind of a look at the upcoming cuts. Uh, you're listening to Football Extra Points on our sports radio. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, the number is 323-927-2906. And the next thing uh, group I wanted to jump into was some of the, the bigger name free agents. There's a lot of free agents out there. Uh, as you look at your teams, you'll see lists of guys that are, are unrestricted and restricted free agents. But some of the bigger names out there that, that uh, caught my eye was obviously the quarterback for the Ravens, Joe Flacco. Uh, he took a gamble on himself, and, and he won big time. So he's technically a free agent. Baltimore's trying to wrap him up. I don't expect him to go anywhere, but it's interesting to keep an eye on it. You never know. But I, I would put it at about a 1% chance he ends up somewhere other than Baltimore. Uh, the running back situation so far, unless there's some more cuts, nothing really too exciting. Uh, Reggie Bush is out there who really did a lot for his career, I think, in uh, Miami to show that he can be uh, a front-line running back uh couple of a thousand yard season last year year before and then just short of a thousand this year so i think that was a good opportunity for him and, and he showed he can carry a little bit more load than maybe people thought i touched on bradshaw and potentially michael turner and uh, mendenhall's out there again another one of these banged up running backs so it seems to be the case you're going to get some of these guys with some wear on them Wide receiver situation, a little more interesting. Dwayne Bow, Mike Wallace, Greg Jennings are out there. So depending on if he needs speed or possession type guys, um, there's some big names out there. On the offensive line, got Jake Long, tackle out of Miami. He's an interesting one to keep an eye on, see where he lands or are his injuries all cleaned up. Uh, some defensive linemen out there, uh, Cliff Averill, another lion. Um, Pretty pretty solid player, good pass rush. Uh, Dwight Freeney and OCU Manure are out there as well. Some guys getting getting a little up there in age also. And then a couple of corners that caught my attention. Uh, Tlaib really uh, played solid for New England. I think that was a good opportunity for him to show that he's got his act together. And then uh, Rogers Camardi, another playmaker. So there's definitely some free agents floating around out there that teams could could make a move on. So it'll be interesting as we move through the the offseason and, and see who else gets cut. It's always, uh, it's always interesting to see those big surprise ones that no one expects. Uh, maybe somebody pulls off an interesting trade. Now that we have this rookie wage scale, uh, I think it really makes the draft even more exciting. Teams are much more willing to move around because they they know what they're going to be paying at these, uh, these slots. They're not going to have to pay some huge $50 million guaranteed contract and end up with uh, with some bust at quarterback and uh, and really set their their uh, 
their franchise back several years. So that's definitely a plus, and we'll get teams moving more come draft time, especially this year. You know, we'll get into the draft here in a little bit, but, you know, there's really that lack of a of a number one can't-miss prospect like we had last year in Andrew Luck, and even even there was some debate with Luck and RG3 last year. The, those guys were head and shoulders above everybody else, and this year, you know, depending on who you talk to, I think you'll see a different uh, a different number one pick. The Chiefs have uh, have the position, and I think if they could, they'd trade out of it. But nobody's going to trade up for them because they don't know who's going to be available. And you've got you know, quite a few defensive players available out there at the top of the list. Uh, Joko, the tackles out there. And really, the only quarterback that that's got uh, first round resume is uh, Geno Smith, and we'll dive into that a little bit more on the show, but um, well, it'll be interesting as we move towards the draft, what, what happens, that's for sure, and it's, it's definitely an exciting time for the rest of us that have been kind of waiting around as our teams lost out on the playoffs. So if you'd like to uh, call in, the number again is uh, 323-927- Two nine zero six, and you're listening to Football Extra Points on our Sports Radio. We're going to be joined here in a little bit with uh, the creators of iDraft. Uh, a way to get those of us that are interested in the draft and our teams kind of a, another dimension to it. So I think that'll be a great conversation for us here in a little bit. So back to uh, back to the top end of the draft. You know, with with the lack of a clear-cut number one, that really takes away from the Chiefs' ability to to do much as far as trades, and, and I think that's going to be um, not really stick them with having to make a, a selection. Obviously, they're going to get a good, solid player that's going to help their team, but they're not going to get the difference maker that teams like um, Indianapolis and Washington were able to walk away with next uh, last year, but. Um, still some definitely some solid talent that they can pick up that'll help them out in the long run. So we'll see what Andy Reid and, and his philosophy is as he evaluates talent. At some point, either through free agency or the draft, they've got to land a quarterback. I mean, they they have one of the worst quarterback situations in the league, and um, it, it was pretty interesting to, to watch their quarterback play last year. So. Um, we'll see which which direction they go there. But I've seen several of these draft boards. I mean, if you look at the the top end of the draft, you've got the tackle out of A&M, Jokel. You've got uh, defensive end, Jarvis Jones out of Georgia. Uh, the tackle out of Utah. I'm not even going to try the last name, Star. Uh, Monte Moore, defensive end. Uh, Bjorn Werner, defensive end. So we've got a lot of defensive players up there. And, and I would say you're looking at Jokel, Jones, uh, even Starr, maybe Moore, and Werner, all as possibilities as the number one pick. I really just don't see Geno Smith jumping up to the top spot. I think he would have to just completely wild teams at the at the combine and even more so at his pro day. You know, there's plenty of tape on him out there. Early in the season, West Virginia was putting up these crazy numbers, and 
and they really just uh, fell off the map there. So I think that hurt his status. And the name I haven't mentioned much, and uh, surprisingly, is Matt Barkley. You know, heading into this season, uh, I I called for him to be a Heisman Trophy candidate, Heisman Trophy winner, and and at the top of the draft. And in a quarterback week draft, this was a perfect opportunity for him to to claim that number one overall pick in the draft. And and he he just disappointed and. Whatever happened there to him in the bowl situation was a disappointment. So his his career really uh, had a rough rough go when you consider the the uh, probation that he was against and not being able to participate in the in bowl games early in his career and and then just to end on that kind of down note is unfortunate for him and prevented him from really making a making a statement and, and taking control. Some other highlights here. I've got my big board. If you if you go out to my site, footballextrapoints.com, and, and search big board, I've got my uh, draft big board up. I've got the top 119 players uh, ranked, and I use kind of an aggregate method where uh, I aggregate draft boards and information and gather as much as I can and, and then average out to kind of to come up with this big master draft board that, that aggregates data from all over several different different locations. So it's uh, uh, it's a good way for me to really dive into the draft and see who's out there and and pull from from a, a big group of information. So it gives me gives me a picture of, of the top players coming out. Uh, another interesting name on my board, Manti Te'o. I've got him tenth overall, and when we go through my Full mock draft. I've also got two rounds of a mock draft out on my site. Uh, I'll tell you where he lands. But what stands out for me is is his play in the national championship. Alabama has had one of the best offensive lines, you know, probably in college football history. You're going to see a lot of these guys drafted this year and the next couple years as they come out. And he just got swallowed up in that game and, and really. Uh, disappeared, and I think that's a sign of things to come for him in the NFL. So while he gets a high grade and everybody's high on him, I think he's going to disappear when he gets in, into the NFL. So uh, kind of an interesting story, but he's going to fade away pretty quick. Um, I mentioned Matt Barkley. I've got him 32 on the big board. A lot of defensive players early on and tackle. So this is really a time when your teams, as they go into the draft, are going to build the foundation. You know, uh, Chance Warmack, guard out of Alabama, he's not a quarterback, he's not a real sexy pick, but just ask San Francisco and Baltimore fans how important it is to have a, a solid offensive line. And you're going to see, I, I know me personally as a, as a Lions fan, I'd love to see them solidify their offensive and defensive lines and they obviously need some corner help, but I won't get off on, on a sidetrack there too much. But we've got a lot of these solid, good playmaking um, tackles mixed in here on the top of the board. And then as you move down, um, one thing I also noticed as I put this board together is how much the running back position has disappeared in the NFL. You know, it's it's been apparent in the league the last couple of years, and, and again, Fantasy football is a huge, huge uh, activity, and people have, are noticing that running backs are harder and harder to find that feature back. Teams are running less of a feature back offense, 
And, you know, as evidence on the draft board, we've got um, Giovanni Bernard, we've got uh, LeVon Bell, and we've got Eddie Lacy as sort of those big playmaking running backs. And Eddie Lacy probably has a chance of jumping into the first round, but you know these guys are, are rated in the in the mid to late 30s, even even in the 40s, and it's just uh, it's just amazing how much the NFL has changed and how these guys, these feature running backs, the colleges aren't even running the feature back uh, offenses anymore. So they're, they're really getting shuffled back and and you know thought of as okay, who who's the specialist? Who's the the speed back, who's the the hands back, who can, um, uh, who's the who's the uh, the every down back, which there's just even less of those, and you know it's really unfortunate for uh, for the Chiefs sitting there at the the top of the draft as I'm sitting here in Columbia, right down the street is uh, Jadavian Clowney, and those of you that didn't know who he was got quite a, a introduction to him in that bowl game when he uh, almost killed the the running back from from Michigan and that guy is, is quite a special player and and as a true sophomore he's got a return and I've got a little bit more on on that situation towards the end of the show but you know he's going back uh, his teammate Marcus Lattimore went back after a knee injury got another knee injury you never want to see a guy like that get injured but um, you know his choices are limited he he can't challenge the the NFL that's already been tried and lost and his only option at this point would be to sit out the season and and I think uh, I think teams would probably question that but you know it's unfortunate for him that being a true sophomore he's got to return so I know here in Columbia we're all hoping the best for him and that he he continues to, to work out and and obviously come back even bigger and stronger because he's unless something big changes, he's he's pretty much solidified himself as the number one overall pick, which is is quite a, an amazing feat. And there's already talk of him as a Heisman candidate. So could he be the first true defensive player to win the Heisman? And you know, by getting hyped this early on, get his name in that discussion at the start of the season, get get plenty of uh, press on him. Throughout the season, I could definitely see him getting invited to New York, and I think that would be really outstanding to see him uh, pick up the trophy. This past year, looked like Tao might pick up the trophy, and you know, yes, a defensive player has never won, but you know, several years ago, a sophomore had never won. Well, Tebow broke that, and then uh, just this last year, a freshman had never won, and and Johnny Manziel broke that. So I think it's we're primed for a defensive player to pick up that Heisman Trophy, and, and Jadavian Clowney is definitely the one to do that. So he's definitely at the top of the uh, 2014 draft board, that's for sure. Hopefully hopefully the Lions aren't there. Hopefully your teams aren't there. But if they are, you're, you're going to get an amazing playmaker. So let's go ahead and uh, keep diving in here to the draft board. You know, as we're getting, getting closer to the draft, experts are out there. Um, scouts are out there, different services are out there putting together their their top draft board. And like I mentioned, we're we're really thin at the running back uh, position in the draft this year, and and that's um, 
you know, a reflection of the team and the league. So, you know, as as you're looking at your team and, and I understanding what your team's needs are, I'd be interested to know where you think they're going to head in the draft. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, the number here is 323-927-2906. And, you know, let me know where your team should go in the draft, what direction you need. You need a offensive lineman, defense, um, you know, we're, we're real light in quarterback this year. I mentioned Geno Smith out of West Virginia. You've got Matt Barkley. You've also got uh, Glennon, QB out of NC State. And really that's about it. And these guys are, are scraping the first first round, maybe second round. It'll be interesting to see what teams do and what direction they go uh, at the quarterback spot. So we've got our big board out on the site footballextrapoints.com. Let's go ahead and dive in now. I've completed a two-round draft. I'm not going to spend too much on that on the second round right now. Um, but, but I will kind of leave this hint out there that I've got a quarterback going first pick in the second round. So we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that here in a later week. But at the bottom of the draft, the Super Bowl champion Ravens, I've got them taking Lane Johnson, tackle out of Oklahoma. I know um, McKinney, I think, is a free agent, unrestricted free agent. They made some changes to their offensive line there to head into the playoffs, and it really worked out well for them. And that's great, but, you know, they need to get some youth in there and solidify things going forward. So that, uh, that's going to be a good pick for them, hopefully, and, and they can build on that going going forward. 49ers um, got them solidifying their defense with Eric Reed, free safety out of LSU. I think they've got a priority on their defense. Their front seven, especially their linebacking core, is probably the best in the league. They'll get some more um, strength there on the back end at the free safety position. For the Falcons, I'm assuming that uh, Gonzalez is definitely retiring. So I'm going to go for uh, Tyler Eifert, tight end out of Notre Dame, get somebody in there right away to replace him. They've also got needs at uh, defensive end for a pass rush. But I think at this this spot, uh, they've got a tight end sitting there, and they could use one, so I think they're going to gobble them up and uh, go forward there. But but wouldn't be surprised if they did, did something at the defensive end position. Uh, Patriots, uh, I've got them taking Justin Hunter, wide receiver out of Tennessee, and, and that's based on you know, Wes Welker's contract situation, I'm not really sure where they're going to go there. Brandon Lloyd's been a disappointment. Um, Patriots haven't had a receiver since Randy Moss, and before that they didn't have one at all. Probably, Patriots probably won't take a wide receiver in the first round, but, you know, this, he's out there, he's available, and he'd be a good uh, good addition to that team. So it'd, it'd be interesting to see what they do there. Uh, Broncos. Uh, 28. I've got them taking Xavier Rhodes, uh, cornerback out of Florida State, um, building on that defense for the Broncos uh, and help balance out things for Peyton Manning. Obviously, they had a, a little bit of a secondary glitch at the, against the Ravens that cost them the game. <laughs> Excuse me, and if they make that play, you know, the Ravens aren't in the Super Bowl and, and aren't the champions, so it's definitely an interesting kind of turn of events. Uh, Texans at 27. 
I've got another cornerback coming off the board, Jonathan Banks, cornerback out of Mississippi State, uh, help out that defense on, on that side. They uh, The Texans really fell apart the last half of last season. Got a good pass rush, uh, good running back, obviously, and foster, wide receiver, quarterback. Um, strengthening the back end of the defense, I think, would be good. The Packers at 26. I've got them taking uh, Alex Okafor, defensive end out of Texas. And this is my current draft. I actually had him taken Eddie Lacy in a in a previous draft, mock draft that I did, but I shifted that pick to more of a pass rush for him. Give him uh give him somebody that can can rush the quarterback, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw our first running back coming off the board here at the bottom half of the first round at 26. At uh 25 the Seahawks who you know definitely proved me wrong uh, last year with the way they played. I I was one on Twitter questioning their their uh, draft status when they took uh, their pass rusher out of West Virginia last year in the first round. I, I dropped his name off the top of my head, but when they picked him early in the draft, I, I was just asking them, you know, what, what are these guys doing? And they proved me wrong. So um, we'll see we'll see about that. And, uh, you know, I've got them taking uh, Terrence Williams, the wide receiver out of Baylor, giving uh, Russell Wilson another threat on the outside and giving them some more uh, some more uh, receivers. For the Colts, I've got them taking Floyd, the defensive tackle out of Florida. Uh, they need to shore up their defense for sure, and this will be a, another player to help them out. At 23, the Vikings. Looks like uh, Percy Harvin, I, I saw earlier that he was going to hold out, uh, you know, hold out or not play. I mean, the guy can't stay on the field. He's, he has that migraine situation, which which I know from personal experience is something that's very hard to deal with. So I, I don't, don't want to make light of that. But the guy just can't stay on the field, and now he's going to hold out for a bigger contract. I think Vikings need to move on from him. I've got them taking Patterson. Uh, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. I think that's a, a good pick for them. They definitely need to get some help. Ponder played well at times last year, and, and that's great for him. Um, I'm not really sold on him as a as a full-time NFL quarterback, but that's okay. If they keep winning games, they keep winning games. So, uh, so that's great. Great news for them. Um, so that's our our first uh, first. Look at the draft there, the bottom 10 or so picks. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, the number is 323-927-2906. You're listening to Football Extra Points on R Sports Radio. I'm your host, Scott King. We're dissecting uh, the draft here, an early look a couple months out. So, um, so I just went through the first 10 or so picks, got up to the Vikings there, 23. And at 22, uh, we've got the Rams picking. I've got them taking uh, Caro, the free safety out of Texas, to help shore up that defense. Uh, Jeff Fisher, who talked to Matt Ryan, or Matt Ryan, Rob Ryan a little bit about coming on board as a D coordinator, but that fell through. But that team definitely needs some help on defense. Uh, Bengals, I've got them taking Ogletree, the linebacker from Georgia. Mel Luga is a uh, free agent this year, so I think they're going to move on from him and and see what they can get, uh, bring in for 
Uh, and you, the Bears at 20, uh, I, I don't think there's any shock what their biggest need is. Anybody that follows the game knows knows what the uh, the Bears need, and that's offensive line help, and I've got them taking uh, G- D.J. Fluker, the tackle out of Alabama. Uh, here's another one of these Alabama players, offensive linemen. I've got a couple of these guys on the big board um, who just gobbled up Manti Teo in the uh, in the championship game. So that was that was huge for them. Nineteen, the Giants. I've uh, got them taking the D end out of BYU. Ezekiel, uh, he's going to be able to come in there and, and make some plays for them and, and get some pressure on the quarterback. So that's that's a good pickup for that team. And then we've got the Cowboys here at 18. I uh, posted my my uh, mock draft up for Cowboys fans uh, today on my site and, and kind of asked the question, you know, where's, where's Jerry Jones going to take them? And, and this whole GM owner situation that they're in, and this is, uh, you know, this is a situation where this team has, has been a 500 club here for a while. Some people question Tony Romo. I actually think he's a good quarterback. I think if you look around the league, uh, you can see some, some bad quarterback play. And uh, Tony Romo is definitely not one of those guys. But he, he makes some, some bonehead throws here and there, but uh, he definitely can can play quarterback in this league. So I've got him taking uh, Sam Montgomery, uh, DN linebacker out of LSU, help him get some pressure on the quarterback. I think they were the 24th-ranked defense in the league last year. They've got to be able to get some pressure on the quarterback, and I think that will be a good situation for them and uh, be able to help them out. At 17, I've got uh, Eric Fisher, tackle out of Central Michigan, going to the Steelers. I think the Steelers need uh, to solidify their offensive line. I think their offensive line play and their running back situation really hurt them and uh, didn't didn't help them heading into the uh, postseason this year and missing out. So they need to get their offensive line situation straight. At 16, uh, Sheldon Richardson, tackle out of Missouri, heading to the Rams. Again, some more defense, and that will really help Jeff, Jeff Fisher and those guys get things solidified. Then the last pick I'm going to look at tonight uh, here at the at number 15, the Saints. They had a historically terrible, ridiculous uh, defense this year. They now have Rob Ryan in as defensive coordinator. So I've got him staying with defense and going uh, Deion Jordan, uh, linebacker out of Oregon. So that's a look there at the first half or so, of the, the, or the bottom half, actually, of the draft. I'll hold off on the second half of the draft for next week. Um, but, you know, I, I think I mentioned last week or the week before, all mock drafts have one thing in common, and, and that's the fact that none of them are right and none of them are how things are going to pan out the night of the draft. But what, what I tell people when they ask me, why do you do them and, and what's the point looking at them, you know, the point is to, to see – one, where, where players are landing so you know who's going to be available around where your team picks, where players are going. And it's not all about talent. If it was just about lining up the top 32 players and just assigning them to teams, then that will, that's what would happen. But team needs really drive things. I mean, look at the top of the draft. You've got the Chiefs right at the top of the draft. They need a quarterback desperately. 
do they overvalue Geno Smith and take him as the number one overall pick? I mean, look at the difference the year makes. Last year, we're talking about Andrew Luck as the number one quarterback, the next coming of, of John Elway, and RG3 makes a push to, to get himself up a close second. And now, a year later, you know, are the Chiefs going to push Geno Smith up to the top spit, top spot in the draft? And is some other team going to pull Matt Barkley up into the first round? And Mike Glennon, are they going to get pulled up? And you know, it's just just amazing how how things go in cycles. And it, it may be a few more years before we see another another guy like uh, Andrew Luck. You know, 20 years down the road. But um, you know, team needs really drive the draft, and that's you've got to look at that when you're looking at where your team's picking. That who's above you, what are their needs, what's going to disappear. So um, I, I do like these drafts for what they are, and it gives gives fans a chance to really understand what direction their team's heading. So that's really a, a look there, uh, an early look at the draft, the big board, and the, the first sort of half of the draft. So um, really interested to, to see how these pro days work out and, and who ends up getting released on teams and, and how they help teams fill out. And over the next several weeks, um, finalizing some guests for some different teams, working on uh, someone to cover uh, the Dolphins to come on, the Bears also. So um, going to have some, some writers and, and some people that, that cover the teams out there coming on and talking about their teams and what they do and, and how things are going. So if you want to join the the conversation and let me know what direction your team's going. You can call in. Uh, you're listening to Football Extra Points. The number is 323-927-2906. And just going through the bottom half of the draft. We'll be talking about the top half of the draft next week, heading up to the Chiefs. I've released my uh, second uh, mock draft for the season, and this one is uh, two rounds. So I'm going to be working on the third round. And that's probably about as deep as I'm going to go for now until uh, we get a little bit closer to the draft. And then, you know, obviously we have the the draft. The NFL made a great decision moving this thing to Thursday in prime time. I remember just a few years ago and several years before that, spending all day Saturday and Sunday watching the draft. And and I think it's interesting now that they've moved it to Thursday and Friday with the, the early rounds, but I think it's, it helps out teams that struggle a little bit more with the draft. You, you know you're only making the first-round pick, and then you can recover. Um, when they used to have multiple rounds on the same day, I think it really put pressure on teams. So, um, But, you know, they moved it to prime time, gets more publicity, gets it to stand alone, and, and it's really building um, building a following. So that's, that's great. But um, for those of you that are, are Cowboys fans, I, I had several comments today about what direction they're going and, where their team's headed. So some thoughts on Jerry Jones, which is always interesting. So their Cowboys fans and, and Steelers fans are some of the most vocal out there, along with Eagles and everybody else. Uh, I mean, everyone thinks their team's the best, which which is true when you follow these guys and, and these teams as, as much as we do as fans. It's uh, it's hard not to think you're part of, uh, feel like you're part of the organization, especially when you're pumping money to them and tickets and memorabilia and gear and stuff like that. So, that's kind of an early look on the draft. I'm going to be uh, heading to my extra point now for this week and touched on it a little bit earlier, and that's uh, the difference between college football and college basketball with 
players leaving um, early in basketball and able to uh, having to stay in for college football. You know, several years ago in basketball, we had players jumping straight from high school to the pros, and and some of them like KG and Kobe and LeBron are able to step in and and do a good job, but. You know, there's so many more that were just busts, and they've gone back now in, in basketball and added this one-year, one-and-done situation, and, and it helps out a little bit. And I won't get too much into college basketball here, but it's kind of struggling, I think, at this point with some stars. But college football, you know, these guys have to stay, and they have to be the third year out of high school. Jadavian Clowning is kind of the latest example of that situation. Uh, several years ago, we had Larry Fitzgerald challenged it and was actually um, successful. He had had a year of boarding school. Uh, Mike Williams, the wide receiver out of uh, USC, was unsuccessful in his challenge. And the running back out of Ohio State, the year they won the um, championship, was unsuccessful. And, and those guys' career just just tanked. So while you don't like to see guys held back and having to wait to go into the NFL, there really is a benefit because when these guys come out, as long as they can stay healthy, they're so much more mature as a football player and as a person and physically developed that it really helps them step in and and be successful right away. And you look at guys like Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson and and, uh, RG3 who – we're in college and we're successful starters for years and, and are able to come in and be successful in the NFL. You know, it's almost absurd to think about a high school player coming out and going directly into the NFL. I mean, it's, it's almost laughable if you were to think about that or, or even a one-and-done situation. You look at a Mark Sanchez who came out as a registered sophomore and he – didn't really have that much playing time under his belt, and, and he hasn't been that successful. And you look at a kid like Matt Barkley, who I think signed with USC when he was 14 or 15 or something and was the next coming and, and probably would have been a top top five draft pick if you had these same rules, and he would have bombed. And, you know, I think it's great that the NFL does this. Uh, you know, I hear the argument that, well, guys, if they can be able to play and do this, they should go right away. There's requirements for all kinds of jobs. You have to have a degree to have certain jobs. Even if you have the experience to do the job, you just don't have the degree. And, and those things happen, and, and that's the rule. So uh, hopefully the NFL sticks with it. I think it keeps the NFL game solid. I think it keeps the college game solid. And unfortunately, here and there, you'll get an injury to a guy coming back like uh, um, like uh, uh, Sam Bradford a couple years ago and, and Lattimore this year trying to come back from a knee, gets another knee injury. But overall, I think it's, it's best for uh, for the game. So you've uh, been listening to Football Extra Points. I'm your host, Scott King, and we've been breaking down the draft. Uh, we'll be continuing that over the next few weeks when we have some guests on to talk about different teams and, and hopefully get your guys' thoughts on it. So... Thanks for joining us tonight, and we'll be back next week. Thank you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.